What's up, bitches? Welcome to my very first episode of Let's Be Serial. Shout out to my follower, Jules, for the name suggestion. A bunch of you guys gave me name suggestions, but Let's Be Serial was just so freaking good. Um, If you're not familiar with the sound of this voice, hey, I'm Bella. Um, I'm in active recovery from an eating disorder and have been for the past year-ish over. Um, from anorexia nervosa, and I have posted on my TikTok at Bella Love Cereal, as well as my Instagram stories at Bella Love Cereal with an extra L at the end of the Instagram username. Um, if you, this is your first time hearing my voice, I have no idea how you found me, but I'm so glad you did. Um, what do I have in store for this podcast is a great question that I do not have the answer to. Um, I'm really just hoping that I can get some of my friends in the recovery community to jump on here and kind of do like some interviews and insights. And I would love to go through unpopular opinions and recovery Q&As because I have so many fucking questions asked to me every single day. And I think it would just be so much more useful if I could just say it to everyone. And on top of that, I definitely explain things better in words than typing something out. Does that make sense? Well, that's why we're here. So anyway, I am I figured today we would just start off with a little introductory Q&A, give you a little bit of information. So let's get started. Okay, so a really long time ago now, I posted on my Instagram story saying if, hey, hypothetically, if I did a podcast, what, what do you want to ask? <laughs> um, when was this? October 15th. Today is the 27th. That's really good. Anyway, let's look at some of these questions. Um, First off, your journey, if you feel comfortable. That's from my follower, Jules, as well. Hey, Jules. Thanks for the name. Thanks for the question. Um, My journey. First off, everything is comfortable for me to talk about. I I cannot think of anything I will not talk about with my followers. I think if it would, if it's something that I think would be helpful for me to hear, when I was at my lowest, I'm going to share it. So I'm going to give a very brief um, story for all you. For, ew. I'm going to give you guys a little short spark notes version of the story because it's a long one. Um, but my eating disorder started as a diet, started as a simple diet. Um, it didn't come from a place of self-hatred, self pity, insecurity. It just came from wanting to get control of my asthma, which was really bad at the time. And I knew I was eating foods I was allergic to and that were making me feel shitty. And it did help my asthma, but um, with COVID, it kind of made me freak out. And then it became a control mechanism. And then anorexia took over my life, took my relationships, my friends, my family, just every sense of self-worth possible. I started treatment against my will in June of 2021. I was hospitalized for a week and I came out and I've been recovering since. It has not been an easy road. In fact, it's been a terrible road, but I, I honestly, I'm so fucking happy that everything happened the way it did. I'm happy that I had every terrible thing in my recovery journey happen because they are the reason why I decided to ultimately recover. 
oh, sappy. But it's it's so true. You know, I was sitting in my hospital bed in June. I I've only told very few people this story. And I know my mom's gonna listen to this, and I know my mom's gonna be really mad that I didn't tell her this. So, mom, if it makes you feel better, all of my followers are hearing this for the first time too, okay? <laughs> okay, so I was in my hospital bed and I was really lonely. I was all alone. And a doctor came in with a resident doctor and he was like, Hey, like Isabella, do you mind if like this like this resident doctor, like we take a look at you? I'm like, Yeah, sure, whatever. And basically he was pointing things out and saying, um, you know, this is what this is like the perfect example of anorexia, like the land you go, the yellow skin. And it was so, it it fucking broke my heart. And my eating disorder was like, yes, like we're the girl for anorexia. Like we're the poster child. What? Meanwhile, like the healthy side of my brain was like, I didn't ever want it to get to this point. I don't want this for myself. And when they were walking out of the room, he turned to the resident doctor and he said, this is what we would call a Karen Carpenter case. Now, if you're not familiar with that bitch, rest in peace, Miss Karen Carpenter, she died from anorexia and she was a famous singer. So to hear a doctor say that to me or about me, I should say, that was like, I felt something. And my brain flick a switch. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be a fucking Karen Carpenter case. I am going to beat this. He was basically saying I was too far gone. And honestly, I doubt that doctor is listening to this, but hey, it's me, the Karen Carpenter case. And I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So maybe that's just like my competitive side talking, but I... And obviously, it's not like he said that and, oh, I didn't have an eating disorder. I could eat whatever I want. I was so happy, blah, blah, blah. No, it it took – I had to replay those fucking words in my head for months to be able to stand up against the eating disorder. But, yeah, that's a little short anecdote. So on to the next question. How did you find people who supported and helped you in recovery? That's a great question. Um, And to go into detail, um, when I was sick, I isolated myself from everyone. When I say that I pushed away every single friend I had, I did. I I can count on my hand which friends remained close to me after I pushed them away and I treated them like absolute shit. And honestly, I don't blame them. I don't, I'm, I'm not disheartened by that in any way. I know that I'm at fault for the way I treated them regardless of the eating disorder. And I think that honestly, it's for the best. You know, people are meant to come in and out of your life for different reasons, right? So finding people who did support me through actual recovery was difficult because I started with no fucking friends. I had a boyfriend at the time. He was kind of the only friend I had at the time. I was online school, was in higher up, like undergrad, grad classes, and I couldn't really make that many friends at school because I'm I'm a commuter anyway. I, I made a best friend 
who I actually met off Facebook Marketplace. And she was very um, embracing towards my recovery. And she was really a pivotal stepping stone, I would say, because she came into my life at the beginning of my recovery journey. And she was really good at identifying certain behaviors I had and isolating those behaviors and kicking them to the motherfucking curb. I also learned very easily that my family, I'm really blessed to have a big family. Um, I have two sisters, um, my parents, and I have a fuck ton of cousins. And I really, really found that relying on my cousins was and my sisters and my parents, of course, was so fucking helpful. You know, I really damaged my relationship with my intermediate family for sure. So to lean on my mom and my dad, especially, and just kind of heal the relationship that I had massacred with them prior, that 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 was really helpful because at the end of the day, friends can come and go, but family family's different. You can't just go someone that you live across the hall from. You know what I mean? And for a long time, I didn't like my parents because they were trying to help me recover. And now that my brain is nourished and I can think rationally and like a fucking human being, I can see that if they weren't the annoying people I thought they were when I was sick, I probably would not be here right now. One of the hardest things in recovery was being able to stand up for myself and say, no, this person is not serving my recovery. Even if it was like the smallest, teeniest bit, no, they're not serving my recovery. My recovery is my life. If this person is tainting that in any single way, shape, or fucking form, they're out. They're out. I've done it so many times where just the smallest thing they do that my eating disorder rejoices at, no, it's not happening. I will address it and say, hey, this triggers me. I can't, like, can you please try and correct this behavior? And if they proceed to do it after that, no, fuck it. We're done. We're done. One chance, two strikes. We don't believe in three here, right? So I would say that it was it was really hard. And honestly, I... I think that eating disorders are so misunderstood today. So it's even harder to find people that do want to support you and like come from a place of understanding. The people I have in my life now, they're very far and few. And still, like they, they don't truly understand eating disorders. But the difference is they try to. They're trying to understand eating disorders. They're trying to see where I'm coming from and they just don't listen and then it come out the other ear. Does that make sense? Just that sense of trying to understand what I'm saying is so useful. And honestly, I wish I could give you a link to find people who will support you, but that fucking doesn't exist. I wish it fucking did, but it doesn't. It's up to you to murk through all the fucking bullshit and all of the shitty people and bitches in your life. And I can promise you that's going to be tough, but it's possible and so damn worth it. All right. Someone wants to know what I study at school. I'll keep this one really simple and brief. Um, 
I am getting my master's in industrial and organizational psychology. I have two minors in history and religion. And then I also have two certificates in the Spanish language and theology. Hope that helps. And I also work as an HR coordinator at an automobile supplier. And one more final question. I feel like this is a good one to leave off on. So what is the best thing you've gotten out of recovery? It honestly gave me back my life, which sounds so stupid and corny and cheesy. And I totally know it does sound that way, but I'm, I'm, I'm truly, that's honestly what happened. You know, when you're like asleep (laughs) and you're dreaming and like you have like this really loose state of consciousness and you know what's going on, but you also like don't really. Well, I feel like that's how I was for two whole years of my life. You know, I was kind of just observing, but I didn't have full autonomy of my life. Recovery, however, gave me my life back, which was fucking fantastic. I feel like I actually feel emotions now. You know, I don't only feel rage, frustration, and sadness. I feel rage, frustration, sadness, happiness, elatement, excitement, love. I feel so many different things that I was incapable, literally physically incapable of feeling beforehand. And I think on top of that, I I actually feel the emotions. I just don't sit there and think about it. I mean, I'm feeling the emotions. I feel just alive. I have so much more energy to do things. Um, I mean, it was getting to the point where I couldn't even walk up the stairs at some points. Yeah, that was like wind in me. So now I'm, I'm going out. I have so much more life to give. I have so much of me to give to others that I love. And that's something that recovery has done for me. I would have never been able to say that without recovery. You know, like my grandparents, I don't want their last memory of me to be me being a raging bitch that is consumed by the thought of food. I want to be the granddaughter that they love and they've known their entire my entire life to just be a good person, a person of joy and happiness and laughter and bright ideas. Like I want to be more than an eating disorder. And my life before recovery was just simply that. It was just the damn fucking eating disorder. And it was ruining my life. And if you told me two years ago that I was not living up to my capabilities. I was not living up to my fullest potential. I would have thought you were full of shit. I I know what it's like to think that way. I know what it's like to have the eating disorder twist words and convince you to think certain ways and to have certain ideas in your head. But it's it's so true. You know, you you are not your eating disorder. Your eating disorder wants you to be, but you have so much more to offer the world than just being thin. And it's such a cheesy damn statement, but you are so much more than your body. You are so much like, like, okay, right now you're just looking, you're, you're looking at probably a screen. You don't know what I look like. You're just hearing my voice. You probably don't know what I look like right now. And it's so unfair to 
say to yourself that others are going to judge your personality and who you are as a person and your worth based off what you look like because that's just unrealistic. And I know it sounds realistic when the eating disorder tells you that, but I'm here as living fucking proof that I heard those lies and I listened to those lies and I fed into those lies for years. And listening to my eating disorder is what ruined, ruined my life. Am I glad it ruined my life? Honestly, yeah. I'm really fucking glad that I had such a terrible experience with an eating disorder. I think that if I had never had an eating disorder, I would never have been able to recognize that I'm constantly taking things for for granted. Feeling joy and happiness and energy, those were things I was taking for granted every day. I didn't care about anything other than food. And that is the saddest way to live. So with that being said, that is all I have for you guys today. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Like honestly, so much if you made it to the end of this podcast, that means so fucking much to me. So um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, feel free to DM me. Feel free to comment on something. I don't really know, but yeah, ask away. I am Pandora's box of questions. So again, my Instagram is Bella Love Cereal with an extra L at the end. And my TikTok is um, Bella Love Cereal. And my like my personal Instagram is Isabella, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-A, Skacia, S-C-A-C-C-I-A. And I will see you guys on my next episode. Bye.